Hello, everybody. This is Akash Pandey, and you are listening to South Asians Love Rap. Stories from people who look like me, set to the music that moves them. Today's episode is going to sound different than others I've put out. There won't be a guest, no interview. It'll be a lot more of me talking, but it'll be shorter than usual. I'm actually hoping to put out more content, and I'm really fascinated by sampling and production and want to put that out, just some little, smaller, one-off projects and potentially even a series on sampling and producing. So uh, I'm going to start today. It's a little experiment, and we're going to talk about an artist who's been on people's minds lately. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, a new life for me. Ooh, and I'm feeling good. No, I'm not talking about John Legend, who covered Feeling Good on Inauguration Night, but the uh, originator, Nina Simone, who made that song famous and who really broke ground in the 1950s, late 50s, 60s, uh, had a resurgence in the 80s with her powerful voice, which just could be filled with rage, love, sorrow, everything in between. Um, she's someone whose presence and spirit really lives on. Uh, I think there's a lot of artists that will nod, give give her a nod. I mean, Lauren Hill famously said, uh, So why you imitating Al Capone? I be needing Simone and defecating on your microphone. Ready or not. You've got Kanye West using her maybe a half dozen times uh, in songs he's either produced or starred in. Yeah. So many other artists that I'm going to get into today who have really used her um, elevated consciousness about society and about her own self, her intensity, uh, and really her sound. I mean, I think that's something that sometimes gets lost in talking about the persona that was Miss, you know, what happened, Miss Simone, the documentary. You know, there's there's a lot written about Nina, and I, I'm not going to give a history lesson today or necessarily a... Uh, analysis of of her career i think that you know what i'm after more so is nina simone the godmother of dope music and dope hip-hop uh i just want to share my own personal list of of top five uses of nina simone in rap i'd love to hear from listeners what their favorites are these are just five of my personal favorites there's a lot of honorable mentions and close omissions but i I don't want to go into all that i'm just going to cut to it uh, try to be concise and give you five um, recommendations, five songs that, five songs that maybe you've heard, but uh, just a quick countdown as a experiment for the pod. Enjoy this new format. I'm definitely going to be back with more interviews, but I want to see how it goes with some shorter sample-focused episodes for now, and then uh, we'll see if I, I keep them up. All right, so here we go. Top five uses of Nina Simone in hip-hop. Number five, 
misunderstood by common. Song is off of the album Finding Forever, produced by Davo Springsteen. Original sample is Don't Let Me Be Understood, Nina Simone. Baby, you understand me now. Sometimes you see that I'm mad. No one can always be an angel. When everything goes wrong, you see some bad. So, long story short, there's a live version of the song and there's the studio version of the song. The studio version was uh, used on a Lil Wayne song called Don't Get It, the last song on the Carter 3. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Oh, got to be explained. But you don't understand me, so let me explain. I really like that song. I think it's enjoyable. But the reason why I have to put this on the list over that is this is sampled off the live version. And Nina Live is just something else entirely. It starts with an extended cut of Nina Live. It ends with another cut of Nina uh, Live. The life we lead will always lead us and we pray that he will never leave us. It's the price we pay. I guess that's the reason why my grandma sang We all need Jesus It just has this like mellowness, this this song, but it builds up and it kind of ebbs and flows. I will say the reason why this almost missed the cut is Common. I mean, I like Common. I like early career Common, but mid-career Common is, is, mid-career common is hit or miss. And this was late 2000s, I think maybe 2007 this album came out. Uh, I know I was just starting college uh, and I played it a lot. I remember I remember having it in my mom's blue Chrysler minivan in a six CD changer to be exact. That was just right between the front and the passenger seat where you'd put it, you know, pop it out, put it in uh, and it would just make these noises of the CDs moving uh, and then you'd have your, your songs playing, and luckily, you'd be lucky if they didn't skip uh, while you were driving. But um, mid-career, common, he's pathos-driven, some sappy lines, you know, but definitely definitely a good good beat for him to ride out and talk about characters that he considers to be misunderstood in society, uh, it's it, he has these kind of like lines like at first stripping seems so empowering most every girl want to do it now and then the bars aren't that dope but 
the the beat is amazing and i have really good memories of this album i think it's an underrated common album um he's got lots of good production jay dilla d'angelo um jumping on d'angelo jumps on a track he's got some good features up and down the album so uh, i gotta give love to this um yes it's not as good of a song overall as a get by but but i didn't put get by on this list and i think that Part of that has to do with um, this song being more restrained, focused production-wise. Davo Springsteen is—is is, I, I didn't know this. I learned this on Wikipedia. He's a college friend of John Legend's. Um, now is following more of a traditional business path, but at the time was making beats uh, for John Legend and made this one for Common, and it's—it's it's a, it's a really good one. Number four on on this list is Freedom Interlude. It's uh, No Name, and it's off the album Telephone from the mid 2010s. I thought I was gonna write a rap. I thought I was gone. I thought I was gone. I thought I was gonna write a rap, but this be baby miracle. Virginity and carry gold alphabet in the serial. I'll forget why I'm here alone. Sentiment for a different song. Let's get back to IG. I'll pin the DM. I think he liked me. Asiatic black man affinity with lap dance. The walls is caving. The laws is changing because we ain't the guy we made them. They all forget. It's um, a sample. Well, it's not really a sample. It's actually an interview clip from uh, Nina Simone talking about freedom. She's asked. Well, what's free to you? What's what free I'm, to me? Yeah. Same thing it is to you. You tell me. No, no, you tell me. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> I've been talking for such a long. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's like, how do you tell somebody how it feels to be in love? How are you going to tell anybody who has not been in love how it feels to be in love? You cannot do it to save your life. You can describe things, but you can't tell them. But you know it when it happens. That's what I mean by free. I've had a couple of times on stage when I really felt free. And that's something else. That's oh. really something else. Like all, all, like, like, I'll tell you what freedom is to me. No fear. I mean, really, no fear. If I if I could have that half of my life, no fear. Lots of children have no fear. That's the closest way, that's the only way I can describe it. That's not all of it. But it is something to really, really feel. First off, shout out to interludes and interview tape. I think those are two sources, uh, two elements of hip-hop culture that are overlooked uh don't get discussed so i am giving giving some love to them um this particular interlude comes on no name's first album telephone i i definitely have a bias soft spot for no name uh when i was you know just moving to chicago for grad school i went over to young chicago authors which um is the space that a lot of the young crop of Chicago artists came up in. Jamila Woods taught there, taught spoken word, how to write spoken word poetry. And I remember walking past a hallway and seeing a projector screen with uh, No Name Gypsy, a song from No Name Gypsy at the time. 
this was around the time she'd appeared on Acid Raps. I think she was kind of somewhat of a known figure, but definitely like hadn't put out a lot of her own stuff. And um, when I heard this album, uh, I remembered this song because um, I didn't hear it on streaming. I, I remember hearing kind of the extended cut. Now on streaming, you can't even hear Nina's part. I think it might be copyright infringement or something. But I really do think this interview clip communicates or com- conveys uh, the power of Nina Simone and her words and how well she was able to kind of say how she felt and deliver her words with passion. I also think No Name is just sort of like a direct descendant of Nina Simone artistically. Like she um, has that elevated consciousness. She does her book club and she's unafraid to call people out, you know, the J. Coles and the Kendricks of the world when they weren't really saying much uh, this last summer. She's willing to admit her own failings as a human being, which I think something Nina often did. Uh, I remember (laughs) Nina Simone once told Martin Luther King Jr. to his face, I'm not nonviolent. Like, I don't believe in that. And he responded, that's okay, sister. You don't have to be. But that's just something that I feel like No Name would do is just not give a fuck about who you are and let you know how she felt. And I think that uh, this song represents, I think, that that, that connection. Uh, and in it, she's stumbling over her words, trying to figure out what's this song about. I think this is a song about redemption or a mother's intuition. How my kitchen sounds like church bells. Why they sell me my dollar and my dream? White picket fence, crop of the cream. At one point, she just kind of mumbles, loses uh, that flow, but then starts just kind of chanting, dance with me. I know this is a song for overcoming, and me coming, and me running out of places. Uh, dance with me, dance with me. You know, that no-name style that is kind of slithery and smooth and makes these kind of deep references, but also is so um, human and just off the top, like, this is how I feel, this this is how I am, this is where I'm at in life. Dance with me. Number three, um, I have to give it up to Kanye West, Blood on the Leafs, off of Yeezus. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Blood on the leaves. I just need to clear my mind now. It's been racing since the summertime. Freeze. Now I'm holding down the summer now. Freeze. And all I want is what I can't buy now. Blood Cause I ain't got the money on me right now And I told you the way Yeah, I told you the way Uh, Sample is Strange Fruit by Nina Simone Kanye has to be the apostle of Nina samples and rap I mean, he did Get By for Talib Kweli Um, Early, early 
career, Kanye did that beat. Um, Bad News on his 808s album, Famous on Life of Pablo, and of course, this one, most controversial, Taking Strange Fruit, bluesy track, uh, originally Billy Holiday about lynching in the South and about really, you know, the genocide of black men and women and using it as this backdrop to talk about messy divorce and mistresses and lust and Molly. It's like total disrespect, right? A sort of slap in the face, but um, just irresistible sonically. Like I have listened to this song on 50 plus volume in my car so many times I can't even tell you. It's the song that, um, you know, uses Hudson Mohawk and Tonight. kind of a uh, New Orleans bounce to it, the the sort of um, Magnolia Projects sound that he brings in. There's just a lot going on in the song, but one quote I came across by Nina that connected the dots a little bit for me. She once said, I want to shake people up so bad when they leave a nightclub where I've performed, I just want them to be in pieces. And that's what Kanye was doing at the time. Like he was shaking people up in a very different way, coming out, telling people, I'm God, I'm, I am a God, I'm, I'm Jesus. And um, really kind of taking this song that I feel like everyone, when they saw it, when they saw it on the track list, they thought he was going to go back to that, you know, chop up the soul Kanye and give us some political uplift. But no, he, he took it in a very different direction. And I feel like in a way he was saying, I've proven that I can do Nina justice. And now let me, you know, I've made y'all like me. Let me make you unlike me, as he actually said on the album. And this was a great example of him doing that, stripping uh, down the the power of of the original kind of intent of, of of strange fruit and turning it into a total creation of of his making and I, I don't know there's something deep probably academic there but for me it's just a fucking dope song and it sounds great loud and the clashing of sounds and elements make this one of the best uses of Nina Simone you can find yeah yeah she got you homie yeah till death but do your part Unholy matrimony. Black bodies swinging in the summer Number two for me is Caught Their Eyes, Jay-Z, Frank Ocean, produced by No ID uh, on the album 444. Ready for it. 
The original sample here is Baltimore, a funky, definite, you know, elevated consciousness Nina song where she's describing the city of Baltimore. It's almost like the song version of The Wire. Like, I'm so surprised that this song never appeared in the show The Wire. Obviously, no ID. Um, Kanye's mentor, the sort of hallmark Chicago producer who helped to produce Common's early sound and then had a just wide-ranging career from working with Jermaine Dupri and producing for like Bow Wow to making a name for himself in the last decade with, you know, hits for Jay-Z and Drake and so many others. I mean, on this album, 444, there are two songs that have Nina samples, uh, The Story of OJ with Four Women and Caught Their Eyes. For this song, the reason I, I would pick this over The Story of OJ is just the sample is incredible. It's their eyes, right? takes that and then that becomes the theme for the song i also just love the message right like it's jay rapping about swindling record execs um and like the death of prince and the loss of 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 all kind of normalcy after his will wasn't established and it was sort of like accounting of prince's death and a criticism of the greed in the eyes of his manager and and, and so much more but i, I also just think Frank Ocean is a great person to uh, overlay his vocals to Nina and they kind of have that chemistry just through their through their sound it's it's an assertion right it's funky it's in your face it's also this message of like I'm not dumb you know Jay-Z is really saying I'm not an artist who's going to be taken advantage of the way that record executives have taken advantage of countless black and non-black artists but just over the years uh and then this song is such a just f you to those such an f you to, to the greedy record execs i love it uh, i sat down with prince eye to eye he told me his wishes before he died now londa mcmillan he must be colorblind they only see green from them purple eyes they eyes high they eyes high i, I also think who no idea is someone who deserves his respect. And I, I really do think the story of how he came to produce this album for Jay-Z is fantastic. Um, uh, here, I'll, I'll let I'll let him tell it. He saw me at the title thing, right? He's like, man, where the butter's at? I'm like, huh? The beats, man. Where the butter's, man? What's up, man? Where the beats? That's just what he said. He just casually yeah. rolled up on you. I'm like, man, I ain't, man, you know I got this job now you like job did you say job <laughs> i'm like what you mean yeah I, 
at the time. I'm like, man, I got this Def Jam thing, man. He's like, man, God didn't make you to work no job. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, God made you to make music, man. You make you incredible. You can't never tell me you didn't make the music because of a job. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Where the butter's at. Um, and then ultimately the way that they they synced up uh it's another great part of the story every time we would see each other it would be another so next time fast forward another time he saw me like man you got it what you working on and i was like getting better he's like what you mean i'm working on getting better that's what i'm working on he's like you ain't got no beats i said no i'm working on getting better man at beats and life (laughs) and this job yeah no, I didn't bring the job up okay, ever that, again. Ever again. That was the last yes. time. Yes. The last time you discussed the J-O-B. Yeah. Fair. And all that led to one day when I, I did this thing, I made 100 beats. I was trying to wax on walks off again. Made 500 beats. Eureka, I think I got a new style. I hit him. No, he hits me. Hey, man, I need you to help me with this Vic Mensa. And I go... And I got some beats now. <laughs> By the way. And he like, oh, yeah, okay. And I'm like, nah, man, I got some beats this time. I got the emails, too. So this is I, all. I was like, I really got your next Blueprint-esque thing. I know that's a lot to say, but I think I got it. He's like, yeah, that's, that's a lot to say. I'm a sucker for some of these insider stories, so I played a longer cut there. But, man, I love the way that, Jay-Z and No ID connected to make this album and really had a bunch of conversations about life and produced this piece of art together. Also, it's fantastic to me that 500 beats were produced to make this set of 10 and two of them were Nina Simone inspired. Um, It makes me wonder too, I mean, Kanye West being a little brother of sorts to No ID and having run through a lot of Nina samples in the past i'm curious if this was sort of a challenge no id posed to himself to use nina and sort of outdo his his young bro but um in any case caught their eyes incredible beat incredible song Number one, best use of Nina Simone in hip hop. Yeah, I'll take it. Might be controversial, a little hot takey, but I'm going with it. I have my argument. Fashan, The Ecology, produced by Exile. Girl 
having seeds at the age of 17. Baby daddy signing up for the Marines. Black streets filled with crack and pipe dreams. Fuck peace, niggas is purchasing red beams. P89 Glocks, AR-15. Taken from the original sample, I Can't See Nobody by Nina Simone, of course. Let's get a couple things out of the way. First, yes, I have a California bias. Fashan is from Fresno. Exile is from Los Angeles area. Two of them have gone up and down California touring. Um, but I got to say, um, I didn't actually know that Nina Simone sample was used to make this beat. But when I found out, a lot clicked for me. Fashan is, is, is playing... Uh, the role of street poet, griot, the sort of new age Nas. No no surprise that he ended up signing to Nas's label uh, for his second album, which was called The Ecology. So you get a sense of the power of the song, right? A guy has a song called The Ecology, and then the next album he puts out is called that. Um, so it must be a damn good song. And I think uh, one line really sums a lot up for me. Just trying to survive in these days and times. Just trying to survive in these days and times. Just trying to survive in these days and times. Cause where I'm from, brothers die every day. Sunny CA, understand the ecology of how we behave. He says, where I'm from, brothers die every day. Sunny CA. That's such a concise bar. Every word is maybe five letters on average. But it perfectly captures the sentiment of, you know, Dr. King's two Americas that here we are, ironically, with California being known as a sunny paradise. And yet in the same cities, there are hundreds of homicides a year. How do you fit those two in? Well, Fashan does it with one line where I'm from brothers die every day, sunny CA. And... I, I think that this song overall is something that Nina, if she heard, would appreciate. There's so much here about the challenges that people are facing in a California city, um, similar to Baltimore, the sentiment that she expressed on that song that was sampled by Caught Their Eyes. There's also a live version on YouTube, which really made me appreciate Nina even more. She's got these two white dudes, guitarists behind her. Uh, she's got two black women who are on the mic doing back backup vocals. And she's wearing this like really swaggy outfit, uh, headdress, kind of this kind of beige, um, full on dress. And she's doing her thing. She's like at the piano, playing along. Um, I walk the lonely streets. I watch the people passing by. I used to smile and say hello. I guess I was just a happy girl. She's singing about how she used to be more happy and hopeful. Then you happen 
misses me. And then something came over her. And it's like she doesn't know who she is anymore. I guess it all just had to be. No, I can't see nobody. No, I can't see nobody. say it's like this moment we're living in with this new administration it felt heavy man it was like yeah what were those years we lived through and what was I before that and what are the possibilities now that's all I can say possibilities though so much of my immediate response to seeing the new administration was relief and joy and also worry and sadness about the state of the country and the pain that so many people are in I think that's the magic of Nina is she has such a range of emotions and that allows us to feel such a range of feelings from yeah love this is a love song it's a cover of the Bee Gees she didn't write it but the way that she sings it delivers the feeling of love and loss and love and loss can go together and and that's just personally something I'm feeling this month is that yeah that's It's a new day, we're feeling good, but we're also feeling other things. Folks are dying every day. Teachers are fighting to not be forced to go back to in-person teaching. Children are still going through multiple grades of their education, never having interacted with another human being in a social setting. I mean, it's such a weird time we're living in, and I think that What listening to Nina did for me this month is remind me of the stakes. Her voice is so much power, and I think that's part of why she gets used in hip-hop so much, uh, and every song she gets used in instantly gets elevated. And so this was a fun little exercise um, for me. It's clear that Nina Simone was a good pick for this first for this first episode of the sampling series. Hope you enjoyed it and uh, look forward to putting out some more soon. Thank you.